0: Welcome to another episode of Living Scent, a missional podcast where we're talking about how do we live as Jesus followers in this world where we enjoy grace, embody love, and engage culture as we learn how to live sent. okay, there's a lot to talk about when we think about Living Scent. There's not a shortage of topics that we can bring up. I'm like, I don't know how many weeks we are at now, but it seems like every time we come up with a topic, there's three others that we could talk about. But I'm glad that we get to have continuing conversations. Sometimes
1: I wish that the listeners could hear our pre-show We should discussion. record the pre-show discussion. Yeah.
0: I
2: really don't think yeah. we should. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be too uncomfortable. Everyone's they like, probably, oh my
0: goodness, do they, they, probably, they probably even like each other?
1: <laughs> they probably <laughs> yeah. embarrassed for us. Yeah. Oh my gosh, those yeah. people are so dumb.
0: No. <laughs> I like us. Yeah. I like us. But, uh, yeah, so who's in the room here for our Living Scent podcast? Uh, Yvonne is sitting right next to me. She's, what up? She's got a smile on her face like usual, ready <laughs> ready to uh, contribute and cause trouble. and Contribute and do, challenge. Yeah, <laughs> That's
2: that's Yvonne. <laughs> and
1: uh, across the table, Jason. How you doing? Hey, everybody. I am okay, and, and it's okay to not be awesome. I'm just okay. okay. That's right. Yeah, you can have an okay day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. But God is good. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Fact. Mm-hmm. Facts. I live uh, on that.
0: And Vicky's in the room too. She's smiling. She's pressing buttons, making it work. So, so this is uh, <laughs> another episode of of Living Scent, and we've. I I think this is a really important. DNA of of what mm-hmm. it, what it is to be a missional community a group, and, and really even a vision of what are we doing, um, so it warrants a conversation. It would be great to have a uh, you know a discussion about this. Mm-hmm. But Yvonne, what? How would you describe what's what are we talking about today?
2: This is a tension that even I I feel. So I'm really glad we're about to talk about this. Mm. But is it's this tension of okay, come every year spring MCs. Uh, there's usually that's usually where there's the least amount of groups that have spaces for people yep. to invite to their MCs. Yep. there's a lot of full groups. In fact, this time
0: the word full. Yeah, was yeah.
2: just mm-hmm. all over. There yep. was not any open slots, yep. and so it's what do we do? Because yes, we want to protect the the DNA of MCs, whatever mm. that means. Yeah, but at the same time, we also want to be for the one. Yeah. And, and to have an open invitation to them. And yeah. that sort of seems to work against each other. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, we're just going to unpack that today.
0: Yeah, so we're talking about like what full means. Mm-hmm. Why do we have the word full? Why, why do we limit the size for
1: MCs? And uh, where where should we not have that mm-hmm. limit? Yeah. And I think today is actually going to be a window even for the listeners and for our leaders and coaches and apprentices, this is going to be a window into a lot of the tension that we feel around the, around the table, mm-hmm. where we, we know that people have maybe their quote-unquote full groups or big groups. And then we also are aware of people who want to join MCs. And then we feel that tension of, uh, we, we need more groups because we have so many people that want to be discipled and want to grow. And, and so we feel that tension and yeah. it's a good tension. It's yeah. not a bad tension. It's a good yeah. tension. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I feel like there's going to be an open window into what we're wrestling with. Yeah.
2: It almost feels like there's only two options. OK. There's more, but it feels mm. like there's only these two black and white options of you either open up all the MCs that they have unlimited, like, hey, you know anyone who wants to join? Just let them in. Mm-hmm. Or you you just keep it like, like you lock down, closed yeah. Down. Mm-hmm. Lock box <laughs> and and then no more. Yeah. And but yeah, I, I yeah. don't know that that's the only two options, mm-hmm. but it feels like that. At so times. we
0: get to talk about the why behind mm-hmm. it, and then some of the house, mm-hmm. like what, like practical implications, yeah. what this is going to look like.
1: Can I ask a question? When you said lockbox, was that an Al Gore reference <laughs> to was. back to twenty years ago, twenty plus years ago? It was. It was. God bless you. Okay. Sorry, I just need to know. Yeah. Thanks for derailing. <laughs> well, that was gonna like ruin me for the rest of the episode that didn't didn't help us progress
0: this episode (laughs) in any way but okay we'll we'll keep you around anyway um i uh a story just to sort of set it up just this past sunday i had someone come up to me in the lobby at church and say i really really am looking for an mc can i join your mc can i come Mm. you know And and I immediately felt a tension, Mm -hmm. because our MC has been meeting all year long, and this trimester the apprentice in the MC is leading almost every single week, and um, our MC is we probably have physical space for another couple, like we we could like move the couches a little bit and like sneak another person (laughs) in, but but there's already been a lot of bonding, there's been a lot of stories shared, there's been a lot of trust developed and to have that person so i immediately felt the tension like oh i want this person to be discipled i want them to be in Mm -hmm. but i knew it would change the whole dynamic of the mc if i said come on along yeah and i think a lot of mc leaders feel feel that yeah it's that tension
2: between invitation and intimacy Mm -hmm. which one am i supposed to drive at
0: yeah yeah Yeah. so if that came to you guys what what are some of the thoughts or questions that jump in your mind?
1: Oh, I mean it, it. I I feel it almost every Sunday, and the reason why I feel it on Sundays the most is just being in Hayward and seeing people that are that are coming to Hayward. Yeah. In fact, there's a there's a couple um, that I knew 20 plus years ago in youth ministry, and we worked together at another church, and now they're coming to Resonate, and they're loving it. They're mm. hearing the gospel for the first time. Mm. It's just blowing me away. That's awesome. Um, and they, when they first came, now that there's a happy ending to the story because they did get into an MC. Okay. But when they first yep. came, yep. they wanted to get into my MC, and we're, we're full. Yeah. We're full. And so, um, you know, what are we supposed to do? Uh, thankfully, another MC opened up in the next trimester. But, yeah. you know, you, you feel that, and you, you're, I think, and I don't even think you need to be an MC leader or a seasoned leader or anything. Just seeing people who you know would benefit from being surrounded by people who are growing in the gospel people who are confessing their sins who are uh, pointing out I mean it's just the practice of mm-hmm. of pointing out the lies that you're believing mm-hmm. if you especially if you've never been a part of that yeah that is that's life changing yeah. and so you see this person you go oh, I want you to experience that yeah but I'm full I'm yeah. I'm full I don't yeah. have room in my MC yeah well that's that's where I see the tension
0: too because what if 30 people came to your MC? Oof. Then those lies that people are... They would never have a space to say them out loud, right? right? They would right. never come to the surface right. to, be, to be dealt with. So, Because yeah. it, so it's not easier in, to hide. Yeah. or It yeah. just ha- naturally happens. When well, if you that have an MC group. with 30 people, I promise 10 of them are talking and 20 are listening. <laughs> 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 right? <laughs> For sure. Yeah.
2: A few years ago... I had an MC that was full at 12 Mm -hmm. um, and at the going from fall into winter quarter in January, starting up, I told everyone, Hey, if there's anyone that you feel like prayerfully like really needs to be here, whether that's someone who doesn't yet know Jesus or even just someone that you feel like just needs so an extra help just to get plugged in Mm -hmm. If you invite them, you don't even have to ask me, just assure them that they're in, mm-hmm. and um, and then just tell me about it. And I did not have an apprentice at the time, mm-hmm. and so our group went from 12 to 18. Yeah. So wow. half of the people in the group invited somebody, which is like, oh my gosh, amazing. Yeah,
0: but That's something really awesome. We had That's something 18 to celebrate. People.
2: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, and it was a really sweet group, yeah. but it was 18 people, and I was literally thinking, I'm so glad I don't have an apprentice.
0: Yeah. Why? Because,
2: <laughs> because I, this is not a small group. And right. MCs are designed to be a small group experience. And um, just because of my, the different contexts I've worked in and my mm-hmm. experience and just the gifting that God's given me, I have large group,
0: uh, a large group skill set. Right. I have yeah. large group leadership mm-hmm. skills. Yep. Yeah. Whereas
2: I think most people, who decide to lead a small group Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, probably are more so having small group leadership skills. And so I didn't want to reproduce an apprentice with large group skills because that's not a true experience of what an MC ought to be. So I was Mm -hmm. thinking that I don't regret having that group and that that's just what God had for us for that, those two trimesters. Um, but, yeah, if thinking about that now, I, I don't I wouldn't let that happen this time, yeah w- with my apprentice, same thing. Okay. Uh, she's leading a majority of our meetings this this yeah. trimester.
0: So then let's say it like just super clear, let's articulate what are some reasons why we would limit the size of the MCs? What are the benefits from having a maximum size for an MC?
1: Well, I, I think the the first thing that comes to my mind, and I don't know if it's the most important reason, but the first thing that comes to my mind is, is It's harder to create intimacy and trust the larger the group. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'll put it to you this way: the three of us, the four of us. Excuse me, sorry, Vicki's here. The four of us around table. Four of us around table. If we spent a lot of time together, um, I'm certain that at a certain point there would be a certain level of intimacy where we would begin to share things that were maybe uh, private or um, and we have and and we have yeah we have. (laughs) Now, let th- that's one extreme. There's four of us. Imagine that happening with 700 people in the worship center. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> nope. And And my point is this, not that there would be an MC that large, but my point is, as you add more people, mm-hmm. you th- it's Im- it becomes more and more challenging to the point where it's impossible yep. to build the kind of intimacy, closeness, trust, yep. uh, safety, vulnerability, where you can begin to share what those lies are mm-hmm. or what the idols are or, and not even not even sharing f- from what's going on in your own heart, mm-hmm. but then to take a step of faith and say, brother, sister, I love you yeah. and I think you're believing a lie. Mm. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. that takes guts yep. and you, there has to be a certain level of trust before you can do totally. that, well, before you can do it effectively.
0: So the size of the group impacts the kind of openness and trust that can be there. And it also impacts the amount of time someone would have to share a lie that Time is a big
1: eating. point, <laughs> too. Yeah. You know? yeah, you're not going to have Thank an eight-hour MC. Yeah, yeah.
2: right. Mm-hmm. And if you even look at the current structure of our MCs and what our essentials are, if, for example, the, the hardest one for me is learners talking.
0: Okay, this is the five DNA. Yeah. What is the essential DNA of an MC? Mm-hmm. And right. one of those
2: things is learners talking. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. Just that one alone, if you have a large group, yeah. ain't every learner going to be talking? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that one's my yeah. kryptonite,
1: too. Yeah. <laughs> so then people
0: who would attend, they're spending their two hours that week mm-hmm. to be discipled, but they're actually just sort of sidelined yeah. and watching someone else grow. I
2: mean, you nuke yeah. the... Half of the time of the MC just on the icebreaker question alone. Yeah,
0: literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of talking about the gospel.
2: Yeah, or we're you talking say, about "What movie did you watch?" Introduce yourself in ten <laughs> words, and that's yeah. like so gross. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: and <laughs> with thirty people, that would be, even ten words would take half of your time. That's right. Sure.
2: <laughs> yep. that's right.
0: Yeah, so the level of connection and intimacy. It's limited Mm -hmm. if more and more people are in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And even
2: just spelling out more explicitly what I was saying earlier, it's we don't want to – we have to think about the apprentice. If this MC environment is also the main training grounds where an MC apprentice would experience productive struggle Mm -hmm. so that they can – hopefully one day lead their own MC, but in the very least that they would just grow in yeah. discipling and loving other people that can't be, you can't ask someone to have deep heart burden and love for 20 people or even 15. Yeah. That's, that's really hard.
0: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, we don't have that kind of relational space in our lives yeah. to even really know 30 people or right. 25 people or yeah. 15 people. Yeah. But maybe I could spend more time with four. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I could I could actually grow in how I love them.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, Scott, you were we were talking earlier and you were saying that um, you have a large group but it's also because it's a, a mixed group it's yep, a, yep, and so a those dynamic. are bigger by yep, by nature yep, but what what were you saying about there was one night where a, a few less people showed up
0: oh yeah absolutely um, like we want everyone to come every week mm-hmm. but life happens yep and it just happened that we had a group where there were only 3 couples that showed up and so there's 6 people instead of 14 you know hmm. and wow and that night we had Beautiful, deep, connected conversations. Um, people were sharing things that were really real, mm-hmm. and the apprentice was leading the group. And um, they, it, it had—I think everyone that was there left feeling like, "Okay, God really showed up," mm. and like we could see people growing in that time. And so the 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 size actually impacted the effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And I think it made it easier for the apprentice to facilitate yeah you know because there's just less dynamic. you're doing less management of time mm-hmm. and more shepherding loving of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it had it had a uh, it has a huge impact, a huge impact. The size changes what you can do. Yes you know as I thought about it and thinking of this tension, there, we're talking about the tension of w- why do we need it to stay smaller? Mm-hmm but on, on the other side, what's the tension of, why would we want it to get bigger? Yeah. Right? <laughs> like I what, mean, inviting people. What's rubbing against that? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: When you invite someone and they actually say yes, it means that it, yeah. the group grows.
0: <laughs> what would go wrong if we trained our MCs, if the essential DNA of our MC was no one new can ever come? <laughs> oh. What would be missing?
1: <laughs> that would not be good. Right, why? Well, because let's let's go back and think about really one of, one of the core might be the but one of let's just say one of the big reasons why we even have MCs. Yeah. It's to train disciple makers. Yep. It is to That's it. it I mean and are the groups are great and people come to the groups and let's yeah. not let's let's yeah. not diminish that. Yeah. But what are we doing? Yep. We're training people to how to make disciples. Yep. How, I I would yep. want
0: to say it even stronger. You said like one of I would say, the thing.
1: Okay, I'm okay with yeah. that. <laughs> I was being a little diplomatic. The, <laughs> the, the yeah. thing we're doing, yeah. It's so, training disciple makers. So, yeah. if if I have new people who come to my MC, mm-hmm. I know they will be blessed by the fellowship. I know yeah. they will be blessed by the discussion, conversation, and opportunity to to share. Mm-hmm. But it also opens the door for them to. Hopefully, I don't want to use it like that. To possibly uh, step into apprenticeship to become disciple makers themselves. Yeah, that that is that that is the goal that they would actually be able to do that as well. Because that's, I mean, that's what we want to do. That Mm -hmm. that's what we believe is our vision here Mm -hmm. at our church is to make disciples who make disciples, Mm -hmm. who make disciples by making much of Jesus. So,
0: yep. When I think about where the mission happens, though, that mission of making disciples who make disciples. Um. I I keep coming back to two, I don't know, themes, two, two things that have to take place. And one is an apprentice going through that productive struggle and mm-hmm. growing so that they can become someone who make... They're becoming the disciple maker. Right. But I, I feel, too, like if, if that... Apprentice isn't helping someone else to become a disciple, mm-hmm. then they're not growing. They're not becoming a disciple maker either, mm-hmm. right? So the the very fact that we have a, a one and we're praying for mm-hmm. our ones and loving our another ones another essential and that, of and our and that, <laughs> and that our ones are becoming disciples, uh-huh. right? If that's not happening, then we're not we're just becoming a facilitator, right? Rather than actually helping people be disciples. Mm-hmm. So um, so it's it's a I think this tension just has to exist. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it ever if if there isn't the tension, we're yes, not doing it right. I agree. Like the tension is actually the goal,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right? To be in that space where an apprentice is growing and for their growth it, we probably don't want to bring a bunch of new people, but at the same time, we're engaging with people who aren't following Jesus or growing as disciples and like they're they're not yet Disciples and and they to have them come and be a part is like an essential DNA mm-hmm. that we want. Like that's actually where the mission happens. And I
1: think the I think having that tension is good. And the reason why is it um, it puts us in a place where we have to constantly go back to the Lord mm-hmm. and say, "Help, yeah, help." Um, I see these people who I know would benefit, mm-hmm. but do I have room? Lord, is this? And I think always going back to the Lord and mm-hmm. saying, "Is this something you want me to do? Is this a wise thing to do? Yeah. Um. Or Lord, would you raise up someone new yeah. so that more people can be, yeah, uh, discipled and and brought into this? Yeah. So no. the
0: scenario I brought up where someone said, "Hey, can I join your group?" And then I go through a whole filter of questions and mm-hmm. thoughts in my mm-hmm. mind. What are some of the what What are some of the things that y- the diagnostics you guys would use? Like trusting the Lord in that and feeling that tension. What what, how should we navigate that? What are, what are yeah. some, some filters that help us to navigate it?
2: Yeah, because I definitely don't have a certain formula in my head where, okay, when this thing happens, definitely going to do this. Yeah. There's so many variables. And so um, for one thing, for me, it depends on who my apprentice is Yeah, um, and what are her natural giftings, burdens, skill sets. Yeah. So if she's someone who also has some large group, leadership skills then I feel a little bit more at liberty to to just keep the door even like wider open with less filters yeah um, and but on the other side because we are all about making disciples who make disciples if that would just be the dream if all 10 11 people in my MC right now they all had a one mm-hmm. who, does not yet know Jesus is completely unchurched and they invited that one to To come to our MC and now our MC is a group of twenty two. Yeah. I do not care if my amp- apprentice has large group leader skills or not. <laughs> They're if, coming in. Like, like, <laughs>
0: if all of the ones, <laughs> are <Yes>. come, it's <laughs> like the one gets like okay. There, there's like a affirmation, a priority. Yeah, yeah front row. <laughs> yeah, and
2: I shouldn't say I do not care. Yeah, it, it just means that that's not going to be the thing that takes priority. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think it's it's about even when there's one person who does not know G- yet know Jesus and has entered into an MC, Oh my gosh, those are some of the best MCs that there are. It yeah. sharpens everyone yeah. because the environment changes and the kind mm-hmm. of questions that are asked yeah. and, and, like, the Christianese gets kicked out the door real yes. fast yep. in a really beautiful way.
0: Yeah, it's like the mission is becoming so clear in
2: mm-hmm. our focus.
0: Like, we want this person to see the gospel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but
2: I've had apprentices where I know that um, they were just more on the high anxiety, like, mm-hmm. spectrum, which is totally fine. Like, yep. we have, like, I can be hi- highly anxious myself at times, too. Mm-hmm. And so if they were just feeling really uncomfortable with even their sort of like um, like facilitation skills in that trimester Mm -hmm. then I would just be more selective about um, who I landed and and more so especially again open wide open invitation for anyone who does not yet know Jesus but for people who are like new but do know Jesus and are looking for an MC and they want to connect I so want them to find a place but like for the sake of my apprentice yep. being able to grow mm-hmm. i would say no
0: yeah so what you're saying as a leader mm-hmm. you're using your discernment to keep the main thing the main thing mm-hmm. and it the maybe the tension we feel is we we sometimes are tempted to make the main thing be the group is con- more people are connecting yeah right but what you're doing is you're saying, no, the main thing is not more people. Mm-hmm. The main thing is the apprentice going through productive struggle and mm-hmm. growing. And so you let that be the driving factor for your filter. And you would make the hard decision to say no
1: mm-hmm.
0: to someone coming in. If they're already a believer, they're looking for a community, you're saying, nope, the main thing is not that community. The main mm-hmm. thing is the growth of the apprentice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of hard leadership decision is I think the only way for us to really keep yeah. the clear focus,
2: and that's exactly mm-hmm. why we have apprentices, because again, it might not satisfy the immediate, yep. but in the future, like this fall, we started off with ninety-five apprentices, mm-hmm. and so if they gone if they went through their one-year cycle, and granted, some of these apprentices are um, represent like two of them represent one group because they're mm-hmm. apprentices of yeah, like yeah. a mixed group. Yeah. But let's just say half of them. Yep. Fifty. That means that represents fifty new groups. Yep. In the fall, mm-hmm. then the person who was looking for an MC, they'll definitely be able to get in next yeah. year, and, yeah. and that we have to keep that in in focus. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it goes back to that passage where Jesus says, "Lift up your eyes to the harvest. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few." Mm-hmm. Right. Like, his prayer was for workers to enter the harvest field, right? Yeah. Not for the same amount of workers to keep working harder or, or have, you know, increased capacity, right? So the idea of what would happen if 15 new disciple makers jumped in, mm-hmm. right? Then those, there's
1: more space mm-hmm. for people, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would just, to add on to what Yvonne said, I think the, the key is, um, as an MC leader, to ha- be having those conversations and discussions with your apprentice yeah. and to explain why we're going to – this is why we're going to allow uh, – and this is a one-on-one conversation, not in front mm-hmm. of the group, but this is yeah. why we're going to allow this, this person to invite someone into our group midway through the trimester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or this is why we are not going to allow it because mm-hmm. we're at a critical place right now in the intimacy. And you know what? We want this person to come, but – right now is not the right time so yeah. let's wait until next trimester cuz cuz yeah, you yeah. know at the at the, the start of every trimester at the expo i think i think everyone even if a group is quote unquote full, i think everyone just kind of accepts that that's a possibility for mm-hmm. a new person to yeah, come in yeah. and so we're
2: just we it's just it's part of our culture it yeah, is and mm-hmm. we just understand which
1: has been built intentionally we yeah, want on ramps and exactly ramps. I- yeah. exactly exactly and so we just understand that mm-hmm. that's going to happen but the key is just having honest discussion and yeah. um, with the apprentice and making sure that yeah. you're both on the same page.
0: Yeah. So both of you are saying really similar things. Like you're you're talking about a filter and a discussion and an evaluation process. But I think what, what you're saying we're evaluating for is how do we keep the mission the mission? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like yeah. and yeah. so that's where um, maybe letting everyone invite a friend who's already a Christian and just joining in and having a bigger group, maybe that would be like a mission drift where mm-hmm. all of a sudden the mission became our connections or our fellowship mm-hmm. or, or our, our relational connection. But if we're going to keep the mission, the mission, then the, the two things that we're talking about are one, the apprentice growing mm-hmm. is keeping the mission the mission because that apprentice is developing to be a disciple maker. Yep. And so and that we have
2: more spots.
0: Yep. And the other part where the mission is still the mission is when someone who doesn't know the gospel is hearing the gospel, mm-hmm. right? So the one coming. So we mm-hmm. would like a one bring the bring your one in. I I would actually want to tell my MC. I have told my MC. If your one ever wants to come to <laughs> to, sure. to our group, right. the answer is hundred percent every yeah. single time, always and forever.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah.
0: Like th- this is a spot for them, even even if that pushes us over the limit of what the group well, size yeah, will be that, optimal.
1: And I think that reality needs to always be, you know, if we're if we've been praying for a one all semester mm-hmm. or all trimester, all yeah. year for years, and yeah. then all of a sudden the Lord opens up a door and the person's like, yeah, I'd love to come check it out. You're like, nope, sorry, we're full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no! <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, I imagine that. Yeah, because, and you, sa- you said it, Yvonne, <clears throat> you said the times when, when an unbeliever has come to your MC, mm-hmm. and not every MC has experienced that, but when an, an unbeliever has come to your MC, it was amazing because it sharpened everyone. Mm-hmm. And everyone knew, and, you know, everyone knew, hey, so-and-so's person or this person is coming, and we're, we want to be ready to mm-hmm. to be open, to be blessing, yeah. to show them how we're going to live life. Yeah.
0: I think it's more than even sharpening, too. That happens. But I think that's where we feel greater joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we're, we're greed. Like, we're watching God actually transforming someone. Mm-hmm. We're watching walls fall down. Yeah. We're watching, like... Like if if your one came to your MC and then came to Christ, like your MC should throw a party. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean maybe for the rest of the year, you should just keep throwing a, the big party. <laughs> like, like kill the fatted calf. Look what God has done. Look mm-hmm. at this miracle that's happened right in front of us. So we want we want our MCs to experience those miracles, right? Like we want we want to be at a place where we're like seeing God at work. Um, and I, I, I think the, the question then is like, but isn't community and isn't our vulnerability and our growth, like a believer being discipled, isn't that a part of what, what happens? Um, so how would you reconcile that? Like, don't, don't we have to have that kind of community and authenticity and, and believers being able to share? So is that, is that not the mission? What would you answer?
2: I think it's part of it. I think it's part of the journey mm. of the mission, but I don't think that even then it's the end goal. Yeah. If we if I didn't have a Jesus who fully loves me, fully knows me, then I need you to do it. Mm. And so, but because I do, it's nice when you like know me and love me. Mm. Um, though you will hurt me later because you're imperfect yeah. and I will hurt you, same yeah. thing. <laughs> but I, I don't have to depend on it during those seasons where there's a lack. Yeah, And so that's why it doesn't need to be the primary goal. Even though I have so much compassion for, like I've had groups where, man, I, I held on to that. that gr- I mean, I've, I've vacillated all over the place. I have definitely been the MC leader that, just kicks people out every single (laughs) trimester because I'm like, be uncomfortable. And then I was like, I need to calm down. Calm
1: down. And then (laughs) held
2: on to a certain roster for like, you know, a couple years. And Mm. it's like, because we got so close and I knew that I was gonna miss them and they were comfortable for me. And so I didn't want to, you know, like blow that up at all. Mm -hmm. And yes, there was like beautiful things happening, but, we also weren't encouraging each other to um, pray for their ones as much. We weren't, um, because we weren't feeling that like cost, I guess mm-hmm. then it, yeah, it was just, it was taking away from like the focus of why we were meeting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What I hear you saying is that's a beautiful and maybe even necessary mm-hmm. part of discipleship is our connections with each other yes. and our confession of sins and where we're not believing the gospel and like that's that's how we grow but it's not a very good final it's mm-hmm. not a very good destination mm-hmm. right it's part of the process it's an essential part of the process yes if you're not doing that we're not actually doing discipleship right but it doesn't It it's inadequate as a as the vision of like our end point mm-hmm. right so it's a means not not the end yes and I, I can't help but think of the enjoy, grace, embody, love, engage culture. We're talking like the embody love is an essential part, but it doesn't stop there, mm-hmm. right? We must, no. we will embody it. We want to embody it. That That's what's happening. But but it's always pushing us. There's, there's more, like we're going further out. Right. Yeah. Even Jesus did, <laughs> right? Like he knew and loved, but that, that his eyes are thinking outward and... Like his last commission to the disciples is go make disciples, right? <laughs> he didn't say now stay together in that room forever, mm-hmm. right? That's not <laughs> what he said, nope. <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, so just keeping it as a, um, I, I, I think it gives clarity to enjoy grace and body love and engage culture mm-hmm. and, and seeing them as a, a holistic vision of discipleship that doesn't end with just the people that are already in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's mm-hmm. right.
0: Okay. Well, thank you. I think it's a great conversation. Um, I I, I want to a- end by just thinking: like, is there anything practical we should say to our MC leaders and apprentices? Like, what what would be the practical counsel we would give them uh, about this tension?
1: Well, I think I said it, but the practical thing is to constantly, or as needed, I should say, yeah. uh, be having that conversation with your apprentice. Yeah. And hey, you know are there people that want to join would it be beneficial would mm-hmm. it hurt the group yeah. would this help us in our vision to make disciples you know yeah. j- but just having it and just talking about it yeah. and and then together asking the lord yeah. praying and asking is this you know yeah. what direction should we go
0: so it's not like a hard and fast rule no. always black and white no. but it's just this journey and you two are talking together to keep the main thing the main thing that's right yeah
2: yeah, I and I would just like double down on the prayer aspect. Yeah. In terms of just man, if you're actually praying about those things and you hear God speak, yeah. it just makes things so clear just and so yes. much <laughs> more full of joy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then in a, I think a really really practical way, um, what do we do with that tension? Live in it. I, yeah. I, I think it it helps mm-hmm. so much to know that. I think a lot of times what's hard about tension is that on both sides of the things that are pulling away from each other normally those two things are for opposite goals. Right. Hmm. But in this case there is that tension. Yes. And if but it's toward the same goal. And that just helps me so much. It's actually both inv- inviting your ones yep. but then also thinking being mindful of the group size for the sake of the apprentice development. Yes. Those are both for the sake of the mission. It's
0: the same mission. Mm -hmm. It's the same (laughs) mission. And so to
2: me, that's just that relieves me a ton.
0: Yeah. So if your MC is experiencing that tension, that means you're doing it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe (laughs) if you don't have one or the other of those tensions,
1: something's gone wrong. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I was just going to say, the absence of tension is not an evidence that everything's cool. Right. Yeah. If you don't have that tension,
0: either you're not developing an apprentice to become a disciple maker or... not actually growing this heart for people who don't know the gospel yet Mm -hmm. to see Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Well I'm super grateful for the conversation. I think I'm excited about it. I'm like, okay, I'm so glad. Like we can approach this tension. Like let's be bold about it and enter into that. And I, I think it'll change the way that we live sent. That's right. Okay. Wonderful.